Do you have a lighter on you? I do not believe I do have a lighter on me. Okay. I may have. I have. I may have strike anywhere matches. Ooh, you know what though? I have one in my pocket. Oh, so I don't. Yay! So that's there. You go. Go that, see, thank you so much. So you're that guy. I, you're the you're the like. Do you got a lighter on you? And then if I would have handed you my lighter, it would have ended up in your pocket. I would have yeah, lost it. <laughs> So we're trying a new recording process. Really? Yeah, we're trying yeah. to adjust the gains and such. Oh, nice. While, while using all of the, uh, the, the functions, the recording level functions. talk a good game about things I intend to do, but actually doing them, that's when it gets hard. But, I, yeah, I keep thinking, it's like, I need to come in here and get, get like this, like, just narrowed down to, like, specific settings to where it's just, it's just golden. Alright, well, it's, it's weird because we're, we're not recording by listening. We're recording by watching it on the screen. Yeah. And gauging it like so, which is probably a really unhealthy way to do it. It's it's one heck of a gamble. Yeah. Let's see what this sounds So let's, yeah. No, I'm, I, you know, you only YOLO once, so. True story. Yeah. True. In the, in the, truest, the truest of stories. <laughs> yes. So, um... You were talking offline before we really got into the recording. Yeah. Um, and you were telling the story about you met the Sasquatch Hunter. I think it's very important that we start this off with not that you retell the story. Yeah. Because because you didn't get the guy's number, which is which is kind of like you connected with a chick. Yeah. And like you didn't you didn't get her number, and you're no. like, oh, I could have had this beautiful moment, and I saw my life, and I fuck. Yeah. It, <laughs> no, it was like it was like it's the exactly that. It's she was the one. But I was so, like, just awestruck that I forgot to get... And I would have gotten the number. You know, forgot to... And now she's off probably, you know... She's probably a doctor somewhere, making millions of dollars, supporting, like, her gas station husband so he can follow his dreams of being a musician. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, you know, that, that, you know, but... So, but anyway, so, um, yeah. The, the proper terminology for Sasquatch among the Sasquatch hunters is what? This is what I learned... This is was the highlight of my entire life. Now, um, they called it's it's a sassy. You can get real close to a sassy. So, uh, there are a lot of questions that I have when it comes to the sassy, um, in, and one of them is like the, the sassy. I don't think has toilet paper, right? So the sassy has to smell like dingleberries consistently. I don't know if the sassy has scissor uh, technology, but I, I I have questions about yeah. I don't um, for I, people who've had those experience. I want I. We're going out, hopefully, sometime between April and and later on in the year. We're, we're going to go out to Port Chatham, and we're going to take a look-see for the Port Chatham Herring Man. But I want, I, I want to speak to someone who's had one of those experiences. So if you see the, the beautiful uh, woman, a.k.a. the Sasquatch Hunter guy, yeah, please get that number. Oh, no, I, yeah, no, I, I really, I feel like, I feel like I let you and the listeners and myself down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to Port Chatham, man. We, um, spoke to Curtis Dunham. Mm -hmm. He, uh, owns Practical Tactical yeah. and, uh, a couple of, uh, Bitcoin Alaska is another oh. one of his companies. We talked about blockchain and stuff as well. Anyway, um, 
he's going out this summer to hunt the hairy man. And so I'm going out there. I'm gonna go with him to hunt the hairy man because it sounds like it sounds awesome. And I don't need, we don't even necessarily want to hunt the hairy man. We just kind of like like want to meet him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Finds out he's an accountant. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like he's just like I don't know why everyone's all out there looking for me. I've been you know here just waiting to just doing taxes via <laughs> yeah, the intro web. <laughs> I come to see what you can write off. You know. Yeah. Just moving learned, money around for you. Learning. <laughs> I just want to be alone. Yeah. I like nature. Um, so are you <clears throat> familiar with the Porch Adam Harry man? No, I'm I'm not. I, when you first said it, I for some reason my mind flashed to the Mighty Boosh, but um, which is a great show by the way. But I, there was a particular character on there that. Uh, what is the Mighty Boosh? You have not seen the Mighty Boosh. Okay, no? well there there's we got homework now. Okay, so <laughs> look up the Mighty Boosh. All right. Yeah. Um, so we're going back to the Harryman. Yeah. Yeah. You think of it like, okay, so the Harryman is essentially just a, a Sasquatch. But like shorter? Well, I, I don't know. It's, it's, like, a, it's like a five foot nine Sasquatch or just a sassy. A sassy. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're just a Harryman, but you get up like around seven, eight feet. You get to be you're, a Sasquatch. You're a monster. Well, up and down the Pacific Northwest, there's this mythology of, of the Harry Woodsman. Um, and the, but that thing exists in other cultures. Like there's, that exists all over the world. You know, you have the Yeti. Yeah. Um, so that, that thing exists all over the place. Like, um, and maybe it's not the, the same thing. Snowman. Yeah. Um, he's just you know it's a thing that exists in the woods with a keen sense of smell and sight and perhaps the ability to cloak itself. I mean, if you. If you've existed in the Pacific Northwest, you can get lost in there very, very easily. People get mm -hmm. lost up here just parking on the side of the road and taking a gander into the woods. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, you know, you, you think that the thing that's been out there for a couple hundred, maybe a couple thousands of years, hasn't figured oh. out a way to hide? That's a possibility. Or, uh, what I'm thinking, maybe it's just like a dude with a coat. Like someone's out, just out there with like you know some really good like just a nice little camo that they got from like some rad ghillie suit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I was I was thinking more of something that you know they got on clearance at like Cabela's or something. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, there's you know yeah dressed up in. Are you familiar with ghillie suits? No. Okay, so that's kind of what you're talking about. It's like that wooded camouflage suit that like a sniper oh, is that would the use. One, yeah, the one that I, I, the Call I, of Duty. Yeah, Beautiful. I've heard that they uh like I, I I heard you design your own. Well, like that it's not like it's it's not like a military issue. That now I could be wrong. You actually have military experience, so maybe you would know. But that you, it's you don't like just get one and that's it. You sort of get like the base and then you tweak it. Well, I mean that's a you know like it, it's anyone who's like a professional, right? Or they're mm -hmm. really into something. It, you don't just take what you get out of the box. You add to it. You take away. You make it what's yours. Mm -hmm. um, I knew guys that were in the service that you know customized like their gear like crazy, and those were also the dudes that had you know like a cool set of rims on their car, and, and everything was customized. Those are the ones hoping for the war. Those were the dudes that that either yeah were hoping for the war, um, or that was like really their shit. Like mm -hmm. you know like. People really get into whatever their their sport is, whatever their thing is that they do. Like there's like we talk about accountants, man. I'm sure that there are accountants out there that have customized the shit out of their calculators. They're like, oh, I got this shit figured out. Da -da 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 -da. They got like the Call of Duty keyboard with all the hot keys. Yeah, absolutely. It's nothing but hot keys. I need um, an accountant that customizes the shit out of my tax return. Is what I need. 
Yeah, we should get a. We should get. I wish I knew uh, an accountant that would sponsor this podcast. Um, if, you, if you're a, if you're a, a guy or gal or other, uh, and you're an accountant and you're like, hey, I want to give money to this podcast, and, and or you don't even have to give money to us. You just do our taxes and cut yeah. you. Hell, you can come <coughs> onto the podcast and teach us ways to protect ourselves. Yeah. Uh, with with taxes, um, that would be great yeah. too. Uh, shit, you could be a tax preparer and come on. Yeah. Come on, tax What's preparers. It? Yeah, just tell us how to protect ourselves. How many exemptions should I write down? Absolutely. Oh, by the way, would you like a hashade T-shirt? I would love a hashade T-shirt. Oh my gosh, have you tried hashade? I have not tried hashade. Okay, so hashade is far. I've got a ton of those. Um, by the way, if you see me out and about, there's a very good chance that I've got a hashade T-shirt. Uh, you can probably just ask me for one, and I will give you a hash age shirt, providing you're over the age of 21. See, so oh, the funny thing about this, too, is because we, we both have ba uh, backgrounds in radio. Yeah. Um, and I, I always, t-shirts in radio are currency. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm wearing, I'm wearing my, my Woken oh, nice. Big t-shirt. By the way, the new ones are going to be coming this week. The new Woken nice. Big t-shirts. Um, the robots are coming. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure if I've shown you the art. I'm gonna put the art up. I think yeah. probably today. Uh, it's we're recording this on Sunday. I'll, I'll probably put it up on the Instagram as well as the AlaskaHipHop.com. But yeah, so the robots are coming T-shirts. But yeah, T-shirts are currency, man. They will get you in the door. Oh yeah, I, I'm hoping at some some point you make a T-shirt that says "Blowjobs for Babies." <laughs> I just I I don't know if people will take that out of context. <laughs> I mean, there's there's the potential. <laughs> So, so, go on. Yeah. <coughs> I almost just want to leave it there, end the podcast, and then and just and walk then out just, of the door. Makes a t-shirt, and then, then it just disappears for. <laughs> no, the uh, no, that's in reference to uh, like our our texting back and forth last please, night. Please run it down. I you know, I don't. I don't even know how to set it up. I just came with a catchphrase. This is your your idea now. Okay, so so the, if I recall correctly, um, and I was kind of tired when we were going back and forth. And by the way, there's something up. Uh, like I'm I'm stupid with my my iPhone because yeah. some of my iMessages go. To, uh, most of my iMessages, if you have an iPhone and you message me, uh, it probably goes to my laptop, and I'm not getting it on my phone. Oh, okay, that explains why you haven't heard the sassy story before. Yeah, yeah. I, I like I hit you with that like on day one, like like hours after it happening. It was even one of those like. I don't know if I should text him at two in the morning, but screw it. He's got to know this. Um, yeah. And then I heard no response. So I was like, okay, well, you know, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. So like I open up my laptop and I've got like 50 messages from me. I'm like, oh shit, I got to go back. And I, I got shit I need. I don't want him to think I'm ignoring him. These are good. Um, <laughs> no, the, um, uh, actually, it, and it might, it, it, it might even be, well, now I stutter. I just, I just developed that. Um, well, it had to do with Planned Parenthood. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> I digress. Yeah. Um, and, and, that's, and that's, I believe, where the blowjobs for babies came from. <laughs> and, and I don't have access to those messages. So, so I, I don't just, either. I left, I left the, my phone with my children. So, <laughs> so, so we don't read this. So, but it had to do with like blowjobs save lives. Blowjobs. You said blowjobs save lives. Yeah. And and 
And and everyone I think could be you know in a little bit of agreement in that like. <laughs> I don't even. I'm sorry. I'm sitting here like reeling, going, "Why did I even open this door?" Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. The uh, the idea was because you you had uh, you had interviewed some Planned Parenthood people or hung out with some uh, some protesters. Yeah. So there there have been several protests. Now there was it all goes back to like. <laughs> Uh, the, the Satanic Church and their prayer uh, in front of the city count or the, mm-hmm. the Kenai abortions assembly. and roundabouts and Satanic prayers <laughs> years years ago. And this was, yeah. I think, this was the first time that the lady from the the um, the, the local Church of Satan uh, gave the the speech of logic. And then that next week, and I'm I'm gonna get some dates wrong. Like I believe it was the very next week, maybe the next day. There was a march from Planned Parenthood to um, the uh, the assembly building, which mm-hmm. is which for those of you that aren't that familiar with the area, it's it's not far. We're not talking like a ten mile march or anything like that. We're talking like a couple thousand feet. Max. It's an entry level march. Yeah, it's yeah. um like you're dedicated. You like bunny slope. You're mm-hmm. into the cause. You're into the cause, but you're not. You know, like you don't need. You got other things. It's going Alaska. On. Like it could. Yeah. The weather could turn really, really quick, yeah. and and we don't want to. We don't want this march to turn into a blizzard march. I also walked in the women's march. Nice. Uh, after uh, the election, and not because I felt necessarily one way or the other. I felt like it was going to be. The closest we were going to come to something interesting. I accidentally on the Kenai thought I, I was in a marathon. Or <laughs> <laughs> all these hats on. Everyone had a hat on. Um, but yeah, so the Church of Satan um, had prayed at our assembly, and then there was the, the prayer march from Planned Parenthood to the assembly. Mm-hmm. And people were driving around and they were yelling at the, the, the prayer warriors, right? Yeah. Um, and I'm thinking, like, that's like the, the silliest shit you can do because all they're going to do is forgive you. Like they're just, yeah. you know, like like they're like they're Christians that are praying. Like regardless of how you feel about um, uh, about abortion, a woman's right to mm-hmm. choose, your right to life, um, you're talking about people who are pro life. If, if, yeah. like, if and, and we're assuming that if you're going to walk in in a, a march like that, you, you're probably more walking the walk uh, than simply talking the talk. Like, yeah. you, you really do... The, a lot of those core tenets are things that you believe in, and they're probably not these angry, mean people. They're people that feel that a, a life is a life is a life is a life. Mm-hmm. All they're going to do is forgive you. Yeah. They're not going to take it personal. They're not going to... They're not going to... Like, you're not going to change their minds. Yeah. <laughs> you're not... They're, they're, they're set in their ways, right? Like, the same way that you're set Stupid in your ways... Stupid baby lover. Yeah. <laughs> you're just... That's all you're... That's all you're doing. Like, you're yelling... Uh, you're screaming at a, at, a, at a kid who's praying. Like, yeah. who's the asshole? Um, <laughs> like, 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 I... I, um, <clears throat> I saw in the news recently a kid... Um, got essentially jaw jacked by a grown ass man because he was wearing a MAGA hat, right? Yeah. Like, who's the asshole? Like, you, if nothing else, you've just become that asshole. Yeah. Um, and now you got to roll on empires. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah. So um, we go down that road. <laughs> oh man, I, there's that's an interesting road to to go down. <laughs> yeah. But I. At this particular date and time, because of local events, refuse yes, to go down yeah. that road. There's too much happening here. Yeah, to, um, to handle the national. 
Yeah, um, which is which is weird because uh, they there again they've made the front page of TMZ. Yeah, um, which is basically where I think most Americans are getting their important news nowadays. Um, you know, it's it's what's up with Kanye West and what are what are him and him and he and Kim doing with their four kids? Like, who gives a fuck? Like, you got you have shit you've got to do in front of you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Don't you have an album to make? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Aren't you planning that tour with Joel Olstein? You know, like he's he's teaching you the ways of the tax free empire. Like <laughs> like like Kanye, this is this is how you make your Adidas deal tax free. <laughs> All right. You don't wanna hey, you know what, man? Like you're you're leading people towards the light, Kanye. Um, you know, like, and you shouldn't be, the government should not be taking money from you for that. How does the Church of Kanye sound to you? I mean, it sounds like a story of a man's redemption. I mean, <laughs> it sounds like you were a man who was writing songs about sinning and doing dirty things. And then, um, and now you are a man who is guiding people towards light. And they should... The government should not take that from you, Kanye. I'm gonna, we're going to write some books. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have someone write some books for you, but you, I need you to put your name on it. I need you to, you know, they're going to take... They're your ideas. You just haven't had them yet. They're going to take things you said in songs, and they're going to expand on them. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to... And you're just going to say, this is what you meant. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody, you know, it's a work of art, man. It's, I know I know. you said the life of Pablo was a was a... Um, a, a work of art and was going to uh, evolve and that you've put on so many new tracks and taken away and done this and remixed it a trillion times. It's the same thing, Kanye. It's just this. I don't know if Joel Olstein has a southern accent, but like... All, I hope so. All evil... I know he's got a place in Houston. So like all evil um, like yeah. ministers, they all have a southern accent yeah. to me. Um, well, it's, it depends on how the Steen part of Olstein is, is spelled. <laughs> Because either way, either way, he's he's either gonna be like, now Kanye, we gotta do this. Or he's gonna be, Kanye, what you think you're doing? You want I should do this for you? Oh man. So Joel Olstein. Yeah. During the tour, or not the uh, the hurricanes in Houston yeah. a couple years ago. I don't know if you remember this. Um, he is the the doors to his um, uh, his. Uh, Stadium, he used to, I guess he used yeah. to be the Houston Rocket Stadium. He kept the doors locked, mm -hmm. like as if to say, um, You can't come in here to get away from the storm. Now, he told people there had been some flooding, but I guess there had been no flooding. <laughs> it's like one toilet was leaking because someone didn't jiggle the handle. By the way, was that a Steinstein joke? <coughs> no comment, sir. Okay, <laughs> I digress. Let's go back to blowjobs for babies. <laughs> <laughs> that works. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, I don't even know how we got on to that, but <laughs> somehow the logic was we can stop abortions. We can end the abortion debate. Because honestly, I'm tired of the abortion debate. Like, it, it's, it's tough for me because I'm like, oh, I do think lives are precious, but also I do think women should get to choose what they do with their bodies. Ah, I don't know. So we're just, the way to handle this, blowjobs. And while, while I agree yeah. wholeheartedly, I'd like to add 
onto that. Yeah. So, chances are, if you are really, really seriously considering an abortion, because of, I, and again, I'm not a woman, so like I shouldn't yeah. have any kind. Of, I should probably <sighs> shut the fuck up right now. But it's I've already hell. started talking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm just gonna say that you know, like. If you you probably shouldn't have a kid. Like these are people puppies. Okay? Yeah. Like these are these are simply you know oh you've got a puppy and now you, it turns out that puppy gets big and it shits on the floor and if you don't take it out it's going to continue to shit on the floor. Um, now you're doing that with people. Yeah. And if someone is self aware enough to say I'm going to be very bad at raising people because. Um, I'm not ready for that for whatever fucking reason, right? Mm-hmm. That person probably shouldn't have a kid. However, if you don't want to have an abortion, you do know that those are those. The option is adoption. Yeah, and, and there are um, and there are people out there that that will love and and care for this child, that that this person who is going to come up, and, you know, and um, baby is, collectors. Baby collectors. Baby collectors. Yeah, give them a back to some like, rich people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, no, sorry. I, I interrupt. You were making a great point. And of course, I, like, I can't skip a joke. No, so, hey, yeah. drop it in. Yeah. Dude, if it works, it works. But, yeah. like, you know, if, if people are, if you have good people that want to, like, raise good people, mm-hmm. why not? You know, like, yeah, especially if you're, like, a scared 16-year-old kid. Like, mm-hmm. Just go, saying. Go live on the farm. Fuck it. <laughs> for nine months or whatever. <laughs> and then come back with your you parents' back. new child, that's your sibling. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that's how you get Ted Bundy. <laughs> Which, by the way... You uh, have the recipe for Ted Bundy now. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, that was it. His, yeah. um, so his uh, mother, when he was young, uh, he was raised to believe that was his sister. Yes. So And his grandmother, he believed, was his mother. Yeah, his parents just had him real late. Yeah. Just, you know. Just a couple of old freaks. Yeah. Getting it on. And, I mean, you know, honestly, Ted Bundy got away with it for a long time. So, if you're going to raise a serial killer... Well, yeah, it's because he looked like Zac Efron. Yeah, he's a charming dude. Yeah. Have you ever li- have you ever watched the Ted Bundy tapes, like, documentary? The one with Zac Efron? Does it have Zac Efron in it? There's a Zac Efron Ted oh, Bundy. There's a Zac Efron. Yeah, that's why I made oh, the Zac was... Efron joke. Yeah, oh, he looked like I totally Zac Efron. Oh, I forgot about that. No, yeah, he's got a Netflix movie. Oh no, yeah, Zac Efron. See, Gaff- I I don't want to be offended that you're just now telling me this. <laughs> yeah, it's like it makes you it makes you almost forget that Zac Efron was in a Robert De Niro movie. Like, <laughs> it was that good. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it was. Uh, it wasn't a like it was a good film. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he had his Ted Bundy movie, but yeah, his mom was his sister. And so, yeah, that's how you make, uh, that's yeah, how that happens. How do do it? I don't know. So, I mean, yeah, you know, I always, <laughs> now, somehow now we're on the abortion issue. Um, my thing on it is, is always just been, it's like, instead of judging people one way or the other, we should, um, we should work to make sure, cause this, this is not an easy choice for anyone. I don't think anyone uses abortion as like contraception like they're just like oh dang it pregnant again gonna i mean if, if you are you're probably the 
man, get fixed. Like, yeah. Like for every for everyone's sake. I mean, I can't tell you what to do with your body, but like, if that's your your method of contraception, you are not a responsible human being. Yeah, you know, it, there's mean, a much easier way to solve this problem. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you know, with way less steps. Yeah, it sounds like it'd be a lot, you know, a lot more expensive, a lot more emotional emotional turmoil. Um, you know, yeah, there's, you know, we've worked around this. Like, we we have others. So I, I've always felt that that should be the uh, that instead of making it such a uh, a divisive issue uh we as a society should look to make it to where it's uh it's not really an option that comes up not saying that like we're taking it away from anyone or we're making it free for anyone just being like just doing enough that it's like ooh, it only occurs on super rare occasions um and i i don't think like shaming people is the way to go about that i think that's in the, the that's the part where you've got to like educate you're gonna have to tell your kids about like doing it <laughs> You got to do that. Um, you got to talk to them about, uh, you know, uh, reproduction and, and how these things You put the pencil in the pencil sharpener. <laughs> I mean... And then a baby comes out. And then a baby comes out. Um, yeah, there's... A lot of these a lot of these issues that come to the forefront of, of society that are the talking points... Are things that like shouldn't really be anybody else's business, right? Like, no. We um, and Sam Tripoli on his podcast makes a really uh, what I think to be a pretty good point, and that when you uh, make you know being gay or or whatever it is that you're into um, something to be shamed by, right? Mm-hmm. When you do that, um, you make it so that you are able to be manipulated because you don't want whatever secret yeah. thing that is nobody else's business anyway um, to come out. You know, and that's how I, I think you end up with people having to be, a, you know, like any any politician who's ever been afraid of it coming out that he's gay. So I, if, you know, um, I, I don't think anyone at this point, and the beautiful thing is I really don't think most people give a shit that Pete uh, Buttigieg, is it Buttigieg? I can't pronounce it. Oh, Buttigieg, Buttigieg, Buttigieg. I think Mayor Pete, right? Mayor Pete, Petey baby. (laughs) I don't think anyone really gives a fuck that he's gay. Um, I think that maybe they give a fuck that he um, seems like. You ever see the meme about politicians should uh, be posters for who they're taking money from? Mm -hmm. I think that if you did that with with Pete Buttigieg, uh, he would come out. Like one of those old UFC fighters that would come out in a tracksuit that was covered in all of their sponsors, uh, and then Rico—I think it was Rico Rodriguez—who had uh, you know whoever the sponsor was like spray painted on his back. Oh yeah, I've seen, um, I've seen people do that. Before. Yeah, like I, I think that Pete Buttigieg would light up like Times Square. <laughs> um, the information that's come out about like who is giving him money, like the Alphabet Company, if the so Google. Um, if, if Google is supporting your campaign for president, you should, as a, as a citizen of the United States, that should fucking make you worry because they're providing all of your information or most of your information. Well, and the, the best part about that is not only will they be supporting this one particular candidate, they'll be accepting money from other candidates for advertising. Yeah. So like they're, you know, duck, duck, go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, let's roll back to just if you're using anything other than DuckDuckGo, eh, I'll, I'll forgive Firefox, but 
Fire, uh, hey, Firefox is cool, man. They've yeah, been, they, they, they're the OGs. I don't know if they, uh, I don't know if they have a search engine though. Um, but I do know they will. You know, there's enough options on there. You can block all your information, or at least they say you block as much as yeah. much as as we think we are possible uh, that, that we can possibly yeah. protect. But you know, not that any of that really matters anyway. Like we we live in this society where if someone wants any of your stuff, they've got all of your oh, stuff. Yeah. And I, Google has made it so affordable for them that it's. it's I just incredible. want access to it, like my credit report. Like I can, you know, and I think it, I, I mean, no, what they did the thing now where you get like one free credit report a year or something like that. I, I think that's kind of BS. I think I should, if, if it's my credit report, I think I should be able to grab it anytime I want. Anytime you want. Um, yeah, but I think that I think we should do the same thing with uh, with all my data, all my information that's out there. Like I think I should be able to pull a report. I want to know what they know about me. I don't think that's wrong. You should be able to, to, to drop a Freedom of Information Act on yourself. I want to know everything. If, um, if I feel like if you are, if you're like a hardcore truther, right, you have every right to know. But at the same time, I kind of want to know what the CIA knows about David Icke too, and not like, not like the dirty shit. I want to know what they've confirmed. Yeah. You know, like I want to, but we're never going to get that because part of it is that they, you, yeah, you know, like it. Why they used um, shit? I can't remember the name of the company. Uh, Bigelow. Um, Bigelow was the guy that bought Skinwalker Ranch. There's a lot of good information you at home look into Skinwalker Ranch and this dude Bigelow. Um, but when you have an outside uh, source or um, like a non-government entity, like a, uh, a a company, an aerospace company mm-hmm. that does work for the government. We don't get to see what they make. That's not Freedom of Information Act accessible. So if they're using, say, um, like Black Cube, um, who are like ex-Mossad, you know, like Israeli security company, to figure out like what David Icke is into uh, as far as like reptilian interdimensional stuff, then I want to know what they've confirmed. Yeah. Let me know. I'm kind of curious. I know it would just be buried by CNN, but I kind of want to know. <laughs> I don't know. That's we behind a story of one of Trump's tweets. <laughs> what it, I want to ask you about this, Mike. Uh, information has come out recently that uh, Mayor Mike Bloomberg, who mm-hmm. is currently running for president um, on the Democratic for the Democratic. Uh, primary is potentially looking at um, bringing in Hillary Clinton as a uh, vice president. Oh, jeez. Like, that would be his pick. Yeah. Can I think, and, and I don't want to be like a like a money like, guy, but I think if you have $36 billion, yeah. you're like, you're far separated from reality. Like, that's... I'm just wondering how many years into his presidency before he commits suicide. Hmm. I go back to testicular cancer. Yeah. So my original idea was that if it, because Hillary Clinton has also been attached to Elizabeth Warren. And this is, and this is, by the way, if I die real soon, um, I'm not sad. (laughs) That being said, um, I think that if Elizabeth Warren were to get that nomination, I think that right now the the Democrats are being as clean as they're going to be. Yeah. uh, The DNC. 
but if Elizabeth Warren were to get the nomination, there is that potential. She was getting support from Hillary Clinton early on. Um, I guess there had been some contact uh, between Elizabeth Warren's campaign and Hillary Clinton or her surrogates. I'm sure Hillary Clinton's had been in contact with about everybody except maybe Sanders. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Man, and what a what a weird thing that's been. Uh. <laughs> I like the meme when you get the majority of the votes, but you distribute them equally amongst your competition. Yeah, that's... We, yeah, we, we're informed by memes. Yeah, that's it. We get better information from memes because at least they're entertaining. Yeah. Um, this, bir- this bird looks like it's going to take 90% of my something <laughs> or other. Um, yeah, they're great. Great. I love it. It's um, such an efficient way to pass information. But I... I who else is there? Like, I mean, in that... In that category of, of the, the Democratic primary, mm-hmm. okay, we've got Bernie, we've got Elizabeth Warren, uh, we've got Amy. I just yeah. want. Amy. We're going to call her Knoblau. It's German <laughs> for garlic, like Amy <laughs> Garlic. We're just getting Amy Garlic. So you got Amy Garlic. Um, you got. Well, Andrew Yang has suspended his campaign, which is a shame. I, yeah, I, was, yeah, I think a lot of people. I liked Yang. I think that Yang was of any of the candidates. Like, that's the one we're gonna look back in ten years, and, and we're like, that's the one that got away. Yeah. Like he's he's gonna be like he'll he'll probably move to New Zealand where you know they're they'll recognize his genius yeah. um, and develop and, solar energy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what he'll do. He'll be and and then they'll like you know all of a sudden there's no taxes in those in New Zealand. In fact, people don't even have to work. Robots are doing everything. Yeah, they're just, yeah. you know, they're just walking with uh, oh, the rest land. of... <laughs> That's it. Yeah, they're going... I mean, and he's got... Apparently, he's got, like, the... And it's the coolest amusement park ever. <coughs> you go, you have fun, and you learn. It's edutainment. <laughs> all right? And he'll be the one that got away. We could have had Yanglands all over America where we could take our kids, we could take ourselves, and it would be... Um, it would be like a, like a new trophic. Like it would just make us smarter. It's the only amusement park you walk into and you leave with more money, and it didn't cost anybody anything. Yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah, and you feel better about yeah. yourself. Like, yeah. like I can accomplish anything. Yeah. Um, I really, I really now, like you. Speaker. You have Tulsi uh, Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah. Uh, I like her a lot. Um, I like that she got Kamala Harris out of uh, <laughs> out of contention real quick. Uh, because she said a lot of things that really, really needed to be said very quickly. Yeah, I, that was actually a shocker to me. Like, because that was one I thought was going to hang there for a while. Well, hang I don't think that anyone looked at her and thought that's an authentic person. That is someone yeah. who that is someone who knows themselves very well. Uh, that is someone who is in touch with their core. No, that's like your, you know, I, what, what is the phrase? Is it? I, uh, I'm probably going to misuse dark horse. I'm trying to remember. That's the. That was the type of person that you use to pull votes away from someone who could actually win. Yeah. You know. Okay. Um, I don't know if that's the right term. I, I don't always thought so. like the dark horse was like, that's the person you should be watching because they're going to do something cool. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't know. I, I don't haven't know. heard the Katy Perry song in forever. so I, Yeah, I and and <laughs> that's what we should all be doing is listening to more Katy Perry. You should yeah. not be listening to more Katy Perry. By the way, Katy Perry took a, an L in court to a Christian rapper. 
Ah, yeah. yeah. Over over the song she did with, uh, um, was it with Juicy J? It was one of the dudes from I Prince think that was actually the Dark Horse tune, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah, look at that. So we've come full circle bringing, now. Bringing it right back um, to the Three Six Mafia yeah. and, <laughs> and Satanism in pop music. Exactly. But yeah, so um, yeah, she she took that out yeah. like to to tune of like something close to twenty million dollars. And part of the contention was that like she used this um, this sample. Uh, from the from their song, which was like a gospel song, yeah. To they probably sold a thousand records. Yeah, probably maybe fifteen hundred, um, depending on how big their congregation was. Well, they, 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 you've got family. streaming. Don't forget streaming. streaming that is true. Part. And thank God Katy Perry sued them because I'm sure their streams went up quite a bit after that. <laughs> so now they're getting Katy Perry money. They're getting the streams money. But part of their contention was that they were talking about dark art stuff in the lawsuit. Mm-hmm. So it was like, wow, okay. Good job, uh, Lecrae. By the way, shout out to Static Selecta who uh, produced an album with Lecrae a couple years ago. Um, mm. Rap stuff. I'll, I'll include the links, links to the music, in the show notes, so you guys can mm. listen to Lecrae and Static Selecta. So, do you think it's going to be Bernie? I just want the debates. Like I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm telling you now. Like I'm whoever. It's it's either a good libertarian candidate or I'm sitting this one out. Like. <laughs> uh, picking the lesser of two evils is still picking evil. Like, I, yeah. I, I noticed Jerry Garcia had a quote very similar to that, but um, you know, like, yeah, having to pick the lesser of two evils is still picking evil. And if I don't, by the way, I, I don't think my vote in the state of Alaska would sway anything one way or the no. other. Um, I think that this state is going to go solidly for Trump. So it doesn't matter who, like, as far as our state goes, yeah. with all of our our two and a half electoral votes. Um, well, the roads are probably going to be slick. You probably have a better chance of dying on the roads than you have of influencing the election. I mean, think about that. It's you know the safe choice. Yeah, I'm you know I love elections though. I'm like a, you know I, I love I love shit talking them. Yeah, <laughs> I love I love telling politicians that they're shitty people like. I panderers. Yeah. Oh my God, they're the worst. Yeah. You know, I'll say the I'll say anything to get electeds. Um, yeah. I man. We, mm. <laughs> and let's talk about that for a second on a national level with a guy like Mitt Romney. And and yeah. we don't we can address local politicians because there's there's a fucking ton of them that do it. Uh, I think any politician that posts anything on social media mm-hmm. is virtue signaling. Yeah. Um, I prefer to talk talk about that with them in the room though because like uh, as far as on the local level yeah because i because i i want to be like you know i just want to call them out on it i feel like if i if i call them out on it now it's somewhat kind of like sneaky sort of you know but mitt romney (laughs) all right so let's talk about mitt for a second with um captain mitt oh 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 mitney (laughs) Now, like, he's another dude who's about as inauthentic as they come. Like, he's a walking veneer. Um, He's, Jesus, fuck, man, that fucking guy. So, in the 90s, he was, and this is all shit you can look into, he was a consultant for a company called Bain & Company. And he's the guy that was responsible for the price drop in cigarettes in the early 90s. Uh, Cigarettes were getting too expensive at $3 a pack. We need to roll them back to, like, $1.75. That was Mitt Romney in an attempt to get new customers, a.k.a. Uh, the poor and kids. Yeah. 
So the people who should be smoking. The people who absolutely should be smoking. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that that was a Mitt Romney thing. All right. And now, uh, fast forward, you know, twenty odd years. Now he's the anti-vaping guy. Now the vape yeah. industry uh, exists almost solely to put the the tobacco industry out of business. Mm-hmm. That's why it's there. Uh, now their sales, I don't know what they look like compared to tobacco sales. That's not my area of expertise. But Mitt I can Romney, say I can say just from being in an industry that handles a little bit of both, I would say you're still looking at probably like a you know like a nineteen to twenty percent. Cigarette, or nineteen nine uh, out of people that come in and buy something, nineteen of them will buy a cigarettes. One will buy a vape product, but of course, there's specifically just vape shops. Yeah, and so I don't know what kind of business they're doing. But so the vape shops, here's where it's a little bit different. You're talking about like, like what does a jewel cost? Like ten bucks? I don't, you know, honestly, I don't know. I don't know what a jewel. But let's take something like maybe like a Views or uh, okay. an RJ Perfect. Reynolds product. All right. Um, you're looking at probably nine to thirteen dollars, with about thirteen dollars on uh, a couple cartridges. Nine to thirteen, somewhere in it's like fifteen bucks. We'll just say fifteen on the high end, usually around ten. Um, so comparable to say a pack of cigarettes. Okay. So to go and get into vaping, mm-hmm. and this I think where where I think a lot of people are, are just kind of they're afraid or they don't want to jump into it. Like a, a nice mod can cost you $150 just to have the battery, and then the vape mm-hmm. juice that you gotta buy is like $30 a bottle or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and so it's just much easier to do a pack of cigarettes or just keep smoking cigarettes or to maybe buy the, the $15, <clears throat> keep buying the $15 jewel. Well, I, and I think that's where people go wrong is they, they, want, they want a vape product that's like a cigarette instead of getting, giving, getting themselves a vape product that is a good, like, uh, nicotine transferring system. Yeah, you know. Um, aren't you sponsored by? Any I am. Fifty-one fifty vapes supported yeah. by. I don't like. Yeah. I don't like sponsored. No, sponsored. Supported, <laughs> not sponsored. <laughs> yeah. Then, by the way, you have the tattoo. But <laughs> I said, why do you have the tattoo then? No. Well, because <laughs> um, because I'm a basic. Because unlike our politicians, I admit who owns me. <laughs> yeah. I walk around in my iron asylum hoodie and all of that. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. But yeah, no, I think I think that's the mistake a lot of people make, and I, I, it's, you bring up a good point with that though, because I mean, anyone with half a brain can figure out the restrictions that are coming on the vape industry are coming from the cigarette companies, the tobacco companies, because they know vaping is the future and they want to own it, and it's like it's like how you never see a new brand of cigarette come out because you cannot compete with the tobacco companies because you have to go through so much testing. So much, I mean, the tobacco companies own the FDA. You know, anyone that thinks they don't is, you know, you just, I, I uh, admire you. I'm jealous of you. Go live your happy little life. Um, you know, yeah. do not see these great injustices of the world. But yeah, no one can come up with, that's why the cigarette, you know, no different products ever come out because it costs you so much money. It's so impossible to break through those barriers that the FDA have put in that were put in by the already established tobacco companies that grandfathered them themselves in, and now they're taking over. They're wanting to hit the the vape industry, and it's very interesting to see like uh, you know, see the restrictions on um the the vape products coming out now because you like, okay, so if you still refill your own vape, you can have flavors for now, mm-hmm. but if you get a prepackaged vape, you can't have any flavors other than tobacco or menthol. 
Um, so if you, you know, if you're like, if you're 35 years old and you like bubblegum cherry, um, and that's what got you to quit smoking, no, you can, you can choose regular flavored tobacco flavor or menthol, which is hilarious to me because those are the flavors of cigarettes. Nicotine itself does not have a flavor. So it's still, they're still flavoring them, but they can only flavor them the same flavor as regular cigarettes. But I digress. So Bernie Sanders. <laughs> it, it's a fucking weird, it's a weird time to be alive because the, the water walkers, guys like Romney, yeah. um, one of the things they don't want to do, by the way, that's another Sam Tripoli one. Shout out to Sam Tripoli. <laughs> um, so Romney is, uh, is playing a moral high ground and he's pandering. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he's, he's still a guy that got ridiculous support from the tobacco companies starting since the 90s. So the tobacco companies, companies like R.J. Reynolds, they don't want to put, they don't want to have to put out 52 different flavors. That costs them money. If they only have to put out two, they're only going to put out two. Mm-hmm. All right. They, they don't want to offer you a crazy selection. You can make your own ketchup and you can make it taste like whatever you want. But it took up until very recently to get jalapeno-flavored ketchup from Heinz. Enough people had to make their own ketchup at home. By the way, shout out to the Schnitzel Bomber. They make their own ketchup. Yeah. Ask for some of the homemade ketchup. Vinny will hook you up. I fucking, fucking love that place. Um, <laughs> this is the, see, this, this was always the problem in radio, is you couldn't just be like, Schnitzel Bomber, fucking love that place. And like, you know, there's your five-second tag. Yeah, no, I don't have to. I don't have to, you know, like ask somebody if it's okay if I shout out a place that uh, give you know in, in the past has given soup to the the, the fucking uh, the food bank. Uh, yeah, you know, like a local restaurant that provides a good service, provides good food. Um, I can't just I can't shout out something for being cool yeah. because they don't they're not you know they don't pay X oh, amount of money. Yeah, they, yeah they didn't spawn. Yeah, they, uh, you know, tell you what, we'll send an AE over there. And we'll find out if we can do it. But yeah, you gotta stop. Plus, uh, we're gonna get the competition on here, and you know they like to kick puppies. Yeah, or, <laughs> yeah. or you know, so and so these these people have been on the air for with us for years, and they are a comp, kind of a competition because they provide the same. They make the same thing. Lots of places in the, this town make the same thing. Mm-hmm. That's why there's not a lot of diversity in the eating here, except for Playa Azul. Shout out to Playa Azul. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk. Let's. Let, there's one of the really cool things about these podcasts is we can shout out good food in the area. So yeah. Playa Azul, Schnitzel Bomber. What else? Um, oh, geez. You know, it kind of kind of depends on, on what Charlotte's, you're going for. Charlotte's for breakfast. Charlotte's, Charlotte's for breakfast, man. I, oh, I like Charlotte's the, um, breakfast. It's that coffee shop that's over in Old Town. Veronica's? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can find... You know, I haven't been there in a while, but, you know, I remember... Uh, you find some very, uh, I don't know, like, you know, foods from around the world type thing. Nice little, like, bistro-esque type thing. But, yeah, I had, like, a little, a little saffron mushroom soup thing there one time that was just incredible. I watched Ray Mayberry perform yeah. there. Um, yeah, yeah. It was he was doing like a like a dinner show. Nice. Uh, and yeah, so my wife and I got like coffee and soup and like, and then just loitered and just loitered. Just listen. <laughs> have you have you ever checked out Ray Mayberry or the Young Mabes? Um, no, no, I I, I haven't. I I'm familiar with the Mayberry Brothers. You know, so, they, they, which I believe is the uncle and father and. Yeah, like the offspring of the Mabes. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Ray and his brother Matt 
Uh, they live in Portland now, but yeah, they come back up every once in a while. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Ray fucking makes really cool music. Anyway, uh, and that's the other thing. You talk about local music. Yeah. Yeah. That was one thing I really liked um, from my era in radio is I really pushed local bands. And I, I think, I, you know, not only did... Because being a musician growing up, it was so hard to like... It was like, just, can I get this on the radio? It's like, nah, nah, that's, that's not... It's not a heavy current. Like, what the heck's a heavy current? <laughs> it's like, well, that's, that's something that's in the top 10, top 20. You know, we're going to put rotation in about two times every hour. That's why you hear the same song over and over. Like, there's this whole philosophy and music direction um, for, uh, like, radio. So that was one of the things that I really enjoyed was to be able to, like, some, you know, some little kids would come in with their stupid little crappy song and be like, you know what? You listen at 11.35 p.m. tonight. We'll get your song on the radio, and if people call back and want to hear it again, we'll play it again. And then, of course, their family would call. It'd be adorable. Yeah, uh, they would have their kids call. Yeah, that happened as well. Yeah. Like I loved, um, I loved doing that. Like um, Three Above was one of those bands. Yeah. That was one of Newson's bands. Um, yeah. But yeah, so like they had a song uh, with eyes wide open. I um, actually I DJed for uh, for like opening DJ for them on a, a tour a professional wrestling tour Matt Plant put on a couple of years ago. See, and who can say things like these? <laughs> like this? Yeah. You know, people are talking about like, you know, oh, it was all through Europe and Asia and whatnot and we sold out every reading. Yeah, but were you ever DJing at a wrestling event for three <laughs> I mean, did you ever, did you ever open up for three above? Yeah. Um, so, so what I, one of the things I learned is that Jimi Hendrix Star Spangled Banner is fucking long. Yeah. So, so one of the things we talked about like before the first show on Wasilla is like we should start with a national anthem. I think that was a Matt Plan idea. I was like, yeah, one hundred percent. And this is a heavy metal show. Uh, three above are playing. You've got professional wrestling. You got boxing. Yeah, we're gonna do that. And after like four minutes, four <laughs> minutes, I'm like, okay, I gotta, I gotta start tuning this one now. <laughs> Yeah, people were excited for about the first 30 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone loves the memory of Jimi Hendrix playing the national anthem in the, the very beginning. But when he gets in the weird, like, sounding like bombs portion, people are like, I don't... The, don't yeah, I don't remember this being... Uh, is this this long? 26 minutes? You want to hit the concessions? <laughs> some popcorn, some hot dogs. Can I, can I just really want to put my hat back on? Yeah. <laughs> Getting the sunburn. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. Good times. Good times. <laughs> so, um, what do you watch on Netflix? What am I watching? Streaming service um, and chill portion. What? Yeah, do? yeah. I was gonna. Directors yeah, got a Blade Runner. I was gonna say this has been the best movie review show we've ever done. <laughs> Absolutely. <coughs> um. <coughs> cough there. I think. Uh, what what I what I watched most recently? I've watched so much. We you, we never do this enough. Um, I blame you. I'll take no. it. <laughs> Apparently, it's your laptop. No. We can do it over the phone. This yeah. is the thing. We can make the streaming service and chill like go down. We can do this. We can figure this out. Um, uh, well, I still like the idea of I do like the idea of using a projector, putting it on video with just like our heads all mystery science theater three thousand style. We can do that. Yeah. We can make that happen. I don't know if you've seen the studio space that you're in. We can. There's yeah. enough space to make that happen. Where there's a will, there's a way. I'm seeing yeah. about five different ways to do this. So, 
the the director's cut of Blade, Blade Runner. Runner. Yes. Let's talk about this. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to bring up next. So, first off, uh, it, it's been forever since I've seen Blade Runner, so yep. it was great. It was great. It was like getting to watch it again for the first time. Um, Blade okay. Runner takes place November two thousand nineteen. So Blade Runner takes place in the past. Okay. We have now moved beyond that. We, you know, we're in uh, February of twenty twenty. We've moved on. So. We do not have flying cars. That was something Blade Runner had. I don't. I mean, we. I don't. I wouldn't consider us being overpopulated. The world. So, have you or, read the book? I've never read the book because I have a rule. If there's a movie, I'm not going to read the book because it takes me a week to read a book, and I don't know how long I'm going to live. Okay, so so in the book, book this is existing in the same universe as Total Recall, right? Yeah. That's um, people who are allowed to go. Also, think of it as kind of like Elysium, right? Mm-hmm. Um, poor people, sick people have to stay behind, yeah. while the rich, um, you know, are moving on. They're they're mining Mars. They're moving on to the moons of Saturn. This is that that's kind of where this universe uh, takes place. So there are, we've we've gotten rid of animals. There's been such a drought. Um, you know, there's there's no food. People are you know. There's, there's a lot of suffering, and there's a lot of death, and... There's one flat-screen TV, and it's on the side of a building. The, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Every... T- <laughs> uh, and it's just running advertisements for <laughs> yeah. stuff. Um, but a, a lot of those gigantic buildings are, like, the, where uh, Buddy Boy lived is, you know, they're, they're abandoned. There's a mm-hmm. lot of abandoned buildings, Um and the thing with the animals, they, all of the animals being fake is because of all the drought and all the, um, the, the sucking yeah. up all of the resources, uh, a, lot of, a lot of animals have gone extinct. You think that I'd be in a place like this if I had a real snake? Yeah. <laughs> like, or a real snake. Yeah. This, yeah. this was, um, that's where they are. That's where they're, there's always someone willing to pay for something. And in that elite world, in the mm-hmm. world of the elites in, in that universe, yeah, chicks stripping with real snakes. So, like, I don't know. Then then throw that in the universe of uh, Dusk Till Dawn with the Salma Hayek scene. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> I was just disappointed that, like, because I, I love to look at movies. Um, I, I, guess, I guess the easiest way to say it, is 1984 seems more accurate to now than Blade Runner? Like I, you know, I don't have my flying cars. Although I do think it's funny that like in Blade Runner they don't have cell phones. Um, I don't believe they do in 1984 either. But I give that a lot. Of, there weren't cell phones in 1984 yeah. anyway. But I just think it's sad that we, you know, the as far as in your dystopian movies, yeah. you know, we've gotten we're we're behind like 26 years. At least. Well, the dystopian movies that we get now... Well, you did get Blade Runner 2049. So we did get a sequel uh, about two years ago. Which would take place 30 years after. after In 2049. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> when we'll do our next podcast and discuss... <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, you, you have the uh, that kind of evolution. Um, mm-hmm. Where it's, you know, it's the megacities and... People are doing this, and it, it's a it's an ugly, scary world. Like it's yeah. a really dark, ugly world. And it gives you a better view of what's happening in that world uh, and the things that are happening. 
and what's possible. Like what going forward. I mean, I want to ruin it for you. I'm not going to ruin it for you, but it's uh, it's the same universe. Some people liked it, some people didn't. Um, I I like Harrison Ford as as uh, the Stecker character. I think it's a great movie. Um, I, I love Blade Runner. I think it. I I was actually kind of surprised, even within. I don't. It, it's not. It's not quite. Uh, it's not age appropriate for my children. Yeah. But there was part of me that was like, I, I want to see my. I want my children to watch this because I want to see if if it transcends uh, time for like them as well as it did for me. Like, uh, yeah. I think I think it withstands the test of time. There's you know there's a couple moments that I I find to be a little bit more cheesy than I remember them being like when I watched it you know say in the nineties. For example. Um. Oh, just the uh, just certain characters were uh, like I, w- I would say that they were um, like the uh, I can't remember his name, but the cop that ultimately brings Harrison Ford back after you know yeah hey, I was quit when I came in now I'm twice as quit um, way overacted like it was so above and beyond and just it's a west coast detective movie yeah right so like that character exists in that genre of film like if you if that film is a noir film right yeah. think of like think of the use of darkness it's a noir sci-fi film right like how many times have you run into someone who's like I've watched it five times and I've fallen asleep every time it's a dark film <laughs> yeah. it's it's an action it's not an action film there's not a lot of action in it yeah. it's a it's a detective film um, it's 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 devil in a blue dress. It's there's there's the detective, a private investigator. It's um, shit. What was the Steve Martin masterpiece? Dead men don't Which wear plaid. <laughs> yeah, it's a true story. But de- it's dead men don't wear plaid. There's this character. There's this character. And there's there's guys that if you put this film in the 1940s or the 1950s, mm-hmm. it, it would have looked just like this. Um, and that's where where it is. Uh, I, I think it's a noir film, more just as much as it is a science fiction film. Um, but so that's why those characters are. I think that's why I think those characters are going to mm-hmm. come off as as overacted. There's the fat cigar chomping. Yeah, I need to back. You'll never get out alive. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, it's no dark city. But uh, is it Edward James almost? James Edward almost? I oh, I don't. I remember the funny thing that it's funny you bring that up because I, I remember seeing that name and go, oh wow, I haven't thought about him in, ever. Yeah, I don't want to ruin it. It's a, it's a, it's a. He, he totally plays a great first character. names. Um, yeah, that's his fault. That's the rough one is that he does have two names. Yeah. Um, but it's like grab a name and choose. Yeah, we're at war. <laughs> Pick <laughs> a side. But he, his character. Um, He's just really well dressed. He's impeccably. Tra- I want to go places with him. Like he's the he's the the well the well dressed quiet guy. Yeah. He's um. I don't know if you've had the opportunity to see the gentleman yet, but he's the no. Chris Hemsworth character. Like he's a he's the guy that doesn't speak nearly as much, but so when he does, you listen. Um, but yeah, I think that the name's the- Jeff. <laughs> Blade Runner, t- uh, Blade Runner is, is a is a great film. I think Ridley Scott did a, a great job. And I honestly, I it, I had never really, I mean, everyone I think for in Harrison Ford land always sees Harrison Ford as Han Solo or um, Indiana Jones. Yeah. Um, <coughs> and I think there were there was a lot of nice like subtle differences in the way he played 
out this character that I was I, I actually started admiring him more as an actor. As I, he's already god tier actor wise for yeah. me, just because you know he was because he was Han Solo and he was Indiana Jones. Yeah, and well, and also he was the president on Air Force One or whatever. But. He's he's been Jack Ryan. He's yeah. been the anchor of of some really good franchises, and and he he earns his his role. And all I could, you know, like his his spot in this was that he he did a lot of acting. He didn't speak a lot. No, he was there was it, so much subtlety in everything he did here. There was a lot of shots of him just staring at shit or eating. Yeah, <laughs> being confused. Yeah, you know, like he was very human. It's like this is a very lonely man, mm-hmm. um, up drunk working. Um, yeah, you know, like okay, I get it. Dude. We've all done that. Um, he's he's every man, um, but he, in this film, his character, the the Decker character was was phenomenal. And it, there's always been that conversation: um, was Decker um, was Decker a, a skin job? Yeah, you know. And um, what do you think? Oh, having not seen the second one, <laughs> having not seen the second one, but the fact that there's a second one. Should lead you to believe. (laughs) Well, no, it's when he goes back in time to kill John Connor. No, he goes back in time to save John Connor. Yeah. And kill Sarah Connor. Which, by the way, there was a German pop singer by the name of Sarah Connor. So, like, when people say Sarah Connor, that's the one that I think of. (laughs) I think, oh shit, this German chick. He's. He's gonna go back and kill this German. She didn't do anything wrong. She just made some music, just sang some songsies. Their baby becomes RoboCop. And dun, dun, dun. Yeah, and that's kind of what they go into. They, yeah. they, you know, like the um, when you get into the the place of like what is life, what is human, um, mm-hmm. what makes a person, what yeah. is a soul. That's oh, a great film. I enjoy it. It's um, you have to check it out. But I, if you're at home and you're like, should I spend the two hours of my life watching Blade Runner? What would you say? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I it's. I don't know how many films I have on the you absolutely must see this film list. Um, John Wick just got added to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, you know, and it was actually irate with every person I'd ever said I have not seen John Wick too, and they didn't go, oh my god, you got to see John Wick. Um, so, so you're all dead to me. Yeah, um, but no, I think um, no. Blade Runner, you know, cinematic classic. I mean, uh, you know, I can think of a couple things you got to throw in there, like Alien. Yeah, you have to see Alien. I think you have to see Aliens again. Ridley so, Scott. Yeah, you know, um, really good at, at coming the through shining. in the darkness. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah, like the, using using darkness as a tool. Yeah, and that's that's I think saves so much on on special effects. Absolutely. Just now it's dark. Yeah. You're just now you, you're getting an extra layer of creepy. Oh shit! It's now we're gonna add lots of humidity and uh, and gooey stuff. Yeah. Oh shit! There's gonna be one like dead light bulb or like or nearly It'll dead. Be flickering. Yeah, <laughs> a lot yeah. of flickering. I noticed that. Like in in the future, no one can fix a light bulb. Yeah, they you know we'll just let it die. <laughs> yeah, just been like, it's they, a, did, they just tolerate the constant flickering for who knows how long. It's a metaphor for life and death. We're yeah. all teetering on the edge of the end. Yeah. And that's what that is. Boom. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think that goes... I, I don't think there's anyone I, I would say, no, nah, you wouldn't want to see that film. 
I think there's probably a handful of people that wouldn't enjoy it, but I don't want to associate myself with those people anyway. So, season two of Narcos Mexico. I just started. Just, no, just started like all of like five seconds of Narcos. So my issue with Narcos. because it showed up after <laughs> it ran after Blade Runner. It's good. It's yeah. uh, the first. Okay, so the first uh, series, uh, season, the first series of, of Narcos, really good. Mm-hmm. What's interesting, though, and I'd be curious to see whether or not Netflix ever addresses it, but the other side of that, right? So there's a lot of Mexico, there's a lot of Colombia, there's not a lot of Mina, Arkansas, there's not a lot of, um, you know, how did uh, bringing the drugs in through the Gulf of Mexico, there's not a lot of, well... Look into, if you're at home, look into Mena, Arkansas. Um, that was the place where the drugs were actually going. They never talk about the CIA portion of, of the arms uh, for cocaine. They never yeah. talk about any of that in, in Narcos. They never talk. And they kind of brush on it a little bit. There's a guy who's part of the CIA, uh, and his job is just to kind of make sure weird shit happens, right? Yeah. And so he kind of exists in that role. He's that you don't want to know about things guy. But they never talk about the government role uh, of what the other side of all that drug violence was, which was a lot of it was the U.S. Um, diddling and shit that uh, in, in the fighting communists. Mm-hmm. Like we started a lot of wars and killed a lot of people uh, peripherally fighting communism uh, in South America. Yeah, uh, and and when it goes back to like well, that's why we're free. <laughs> the, <laughs> The, the drug war is is gets tied inevitably to like the high uh, the, the three letter agencies mm-hmm. you know and that's just again where we are it's yeah no it's yeah it's very they, but they don't show it on Netflix no they don't they don't fucking touch on that one well no it, it probably it probably exists in the film but your TV has a special filter yeah that anytime it comes up it just skips forward. Well, the flip side of that, I guess, is like they can't do all the work for you, right? Like they yeah. can't spoon feed you all of the information. The best they can do is, and and this is where I got into it. Um, oh, Netflix went bankrupt. <laughs> well, you remember Dark Legacy, the, yeah. the um, and its ties to um, the Irishman with um, with Hunt, with mm-hmm. the, the the guy that um, Frank Sheeran met uh, in South Florida with the, the with the weird ears. Yeah. Yeah, so that was also the same guy that was uh, allegedly in the hotel room um, uh, with all of the assassins in Dallas uh, the day Kennedy was assassinated. So, like, they can't, like, those are the same people, and, like, their information is available all over the place, but you got to do the work to find the connections to all of them and, and why those connections are there. Um, why was Frank Sheeran bringing weapons down to South, uh, or to South Florida? To uh, to give to a bunch of uh, dudes who are heading south to Cuba. Yeah. Well, it's all tied in. Like I guess they can't do all of the work for you. Well, yeah. Yeah, there's more movies to be made too. Yeah, that's that's a hundred percent true. Like that story, that's a story that could and should be tell uh, told. You're kind, you've kind of got um, a little bit of uh, telling of. of kind of the Rick Ross story and, and cocaine mm-hmm. in Los Angeles. But it's weird that when that happens, um, John Single, there was a, I can't think of the name of the the show, but it covers uh, the West Coast crack epidemic. But it was produced by John Singleton, who died fairly recently and fairly quickly. 
Suicide. Clearly. Yeah. Um, he uh, slipped into a young guy, slipped into a coma and passed away. Who knew that happens? Yeah. I mean, that, that, that happens. Um, but not to a lot of young guys. No. Um, who are doing TV shows about the crack epidemic in Los Angeles in the 1980s. Um, that also directed films like Boys in the Hood that were talking about um, things like gentrification back in the uh, yeah. early 90s. That guy. The guy that directed Higher Learning. The guy that um, that exposed a lot of things that uh, discussed, uh, made a lot of topics more open than they would have been if he hadn't been there. Mm-hmm. But that's the guy that... I mean, I'm not... I'm not saying anyone did it. I'm just saying um, he is missed, and his yeah. contribution is certainly missed. Um, but there's a lot of reasons for that. A, a lot of a lot of institutions would would want a guy like that way less alive. Yeah. And pandering politicians. <laughs> pandering um, politicians. Now, is there any? Is, this is your chance? Is there a local pandering politician that you want to reach out to? Uh, you know, I, not yet. I'm okay. gonna save that one. I'm just I'm just saying that just about any politician that posts on social media yeah. about anything, um, except for and I will throw this one out because I, I haven't seen him do any virtue signaling, uh, Bjorkman Jesse Bjorkman of the Assembly. Um, he's probably just he's probably just blocked you. Oh <laughs> yeah, there's that. Yeah, but no, it, yeah, I don't r- think I've seen him do that. No, it's like pictures of him hunting or like yeah, yeah. No, no, I do. Um, yeah, there's. There's, it, it gets very frustrating to, uh, uh, how do I forget his name? He's one of my favorite, um, oh my gosh, he's one of my heroes. Um, and I can't remember his name. He, uh, went to the Chicago School of Economics. Tough there. Um, I'm a Milton master Friedman. of their alumni. Oh, okay. Yeah, Milton Friedman. Okay, there we go. Oh, Milty. Yeah. But anyway. He had uh, he had once brought up a, a good point that um, we as a society tend to judge programs based on their intentions and not their effectiveness. Um, so, like, take say the war on drugs. You know, everyone was a big supporter of the war on drugs. We realized we basically ruined the world with it. Um, it wasn't working. It's never working. Cost us a lot of money. But everyone was big. Yay! We're we're saving lives. Probably not a single life saved. In fact, probably killed more people over it than uh, anything else. So, um, so when I, I, I occasionally will see politicians take a hot, like button topic, um, and they will then uh, they will then you know pander the people to the people that that care about it, and you can all, you can tell it's like okay yeah. we're gonna get we're gonna see some sort of uh, additional program or some sort of additional something or other. That's going to come through down the line, especially when we get really close to a session um, that is going to have absolutely no effectiveness, cost us a lot more money, and probably make the problem worse. I mean, I think the main reason why, you know, I mean, you have, you, we're in a situation right now where doctors are terrified to subscribe or prescribe uh, any sort of pain relief. I say, doctors aren't terrified to subscribe anything. Have you been to a waiting room? <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> that one actually that's funny on so many levels it's like to be place I can still find Nat Geo <laughs> parenting choice um, but no the uh, yeah I mean you, you have a world where like 
Okay, I don't know how people got there, but they're addicted to, uh, to opioids or addicted to pain medication. And rather than having them properly run through a sort of a detox program or whatever with a doctor, or even just screw it, stay addicted, what we do is we, uh, we make doctors terrified to prescribe it to them. And now they're out on the streets buying street drugs, which is probably cheaper than, you know, if you don't have insurance, any sort of prescription-based anything. But uh, so there's a problem that's been created by people trying to fix the problem. And then these same people go and try to pretend like they're going to fix the problem again. Yeah. Well, we, we put people's lives in danger anytime that we make something that should be a personal choice uh, illegal. So are you familiar with uh, Tessa Majors? No. She's a, a young lady. She's a student, I believe, at Barnard College in New York. She was murdered in a park. Um, they, arrest, uh, they arrested one of the suspects, 14-year-old boy. Mm-hmm. Very sad situation. Yeah. Allegedly, uh, she was in the park uh, trying to purchase cannabis. Yeah. That's the world we live in, uh, and the war on drugs got Tessa Majors murdered over something that shouldn't be illegal in the first place, right? Like, she would have had a much easier time uh, finding, you know, and, I, and let's not pretend like shit doesn't happen. Like, grown-ups buying cannabis, grown-ups who are doing the wrong thing, like mm-hmm. something they shouldn't be doing, right? Like, I'm sure uh, that, that someone has gone into a gas station and bought a pack of cigarettes for someone that is underage. That's how these little kids get their hands on, on the vapes oh, yeah. that they have. Because they're not buying the $150 mods. They're getting their hands on the $15 stuff that you can buy at a gas station. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people are getting their boner pills from the gas station because uh, they're either embarrassed to go to their doctor or you know they don't have insurance to, to, to get the boner pills. Uh, which, by the way, if, uh, if your insurance can cover boner pills, then they can cover the big A word, too. Um, yeah. Well, I, one thing, though, I did want to shout out. If, any, if there's any boner pill manufacturer that wants to... Uh, Fuck yeah, <laughs> all right? We appreciate all... Blue Chew? I know you support podcasts. Take, you, take some Blue Chew boner pills. Give them to Mrs. Baker. I mean, not her. I'll give it... I'll have... I'll make love to my wife and <laughs> give her boner pills. Um, on a podcast. On a podcast. <laughs> or maybe I will. I don't know. You don't know me. Some new types of entertainment out there. Um, yeah, man, it's it's a fucking interesting time that we live in because we we go back and forth to like what is uh, what's going to be okay and what isn't going to be okay, and now we got to babysit the world. But like this Tess, um, uh, shit, I've got to pull up Tess Majors. Yeah, um, she had to go to a park. To try and buy cannabis, and that's how she got murdered, allegedly. Um, and yeah, we, we put a pro we put a prohibition on on self medication. Yeah. And what happens is there's always someone who's always willing to capitalize off of that. Um, and that's that's capitalism. I know. That's yeah. that is at the the bottom tier of what our economy is based on. Somebody wants a product, somebody wants a service, and you have that product or that service, it's kind of your obligation then to distribute it as such uh, and as you see fit. I'm not necessarily talking about like um, like in the 1960s, seven, paying 75 bucks to uh, 
hang out at Millbrook with Timothy Leary and drop acid. Um, but That's fuck it, you should be absolutely allowed to. You yeah. should, um, there's, you are a grown up. You are capable of making decisions. If we are, if you're old enough to go to war, mm-hmm. you should be old enough to buy a pack of cigarettes. You know, I always go to, <clears throat> I always call them the kindergarten rules, which is, you know, we don't, we don't hit anybody. You know, don't hurt people. Don't touch their things or take their things. Um, you know, don't, uh, what is it? Don't lie. And then, um, you know, if someone's doing something that bothers you, but it's not hurting you, ignore it. You know, so that, and that's, I, honestly, I think everything we were taught in kindergarten, maybe we shouldn't have a first grade. We should just stop there. <laughs> and because, uh, yeah, it, there, there's so much, you know, often like now homosexuality is pretty like, it's, it's pretty accepted. I mean, I think, I think you're in the minority now if you don't accept it, but you know, I mean, they still probably, still probably comes up and becomes a, a, an issue at times. But I was, you know, I was thinking back there years ago where like, if someone openly admitted they were gay, there was a good chance they were going to get beat up, possibly even killed. Um, just because you're doing something that bothers me. And I, I don't like it. Well, I think no. the, the other side of that is like it was people didn't necessarily make it uh, an issue the same way that, that they do now. Um, Truman Capote's private life was always his private life. It was never like there was some um, big expanded, uh, maybe there was some big expanded effort to to expose him as as all of these different things. But his private life was treated as his private well, life. When you find the glitter, you know. Um, but But I think that people have this obsession... A, they need to know about everyone's privates, uh, privacy with, with the things that aren't their business. But we also kind of give it away. Privates. Well, they give it away. Like yeah. there's, they're like, this is this is my personal life, and you can watch it on E Entertainment Network. Exactly. Um, you know, like people want to share every everything that makes them different. Mm-hmm. The problem is, lots of people are just as different as you. Oh, yeah. my ex girlfriend used to have a line of this: "I'm different, just like everybody else." You know. Yeah, and lots of people are different in the same ways. That's yeah. why Comic-Cons are fucking huge. <laughs> um, you know, like, some people just go a step further. Uh, the same folks that, you know, like, will go to uh, to Comic-Con and dress up in a $10,000 costume, those are the same kinds of folks that spend $50,000 putting together a snow machine. <laughs> On a $20,000 income. On a $20,000 <laughs> income, Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Kenai Peninsula. Yeah. I love it here. Um, what time are we looking at, actually? Right now, it is currently 1.38. i got to go pick up my daughter. Okay, I was going to say, I think i gotta, I got to roll, because every day is work day. Now, I gotta... now, are there any local businesses that you want to give a shout-out to? Before we get to go away, any new businesses that you try? Any pizza joints? Mm-hmm. Any coffee joints? No. Anything new that's open up? Local business. <laughs> <laughs> I, get, I get everything from Walmart. Everything on principle. I if they don't sell Amazon. it. If they don't sell it at Walmart or Amazon. I don't want it. I get it solely from Amazon, just so I don't have to pay sales tax. Bargain basement. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to Bargain Basement. I've got some really cool fire retardant gear for welding from Bargain Basement. Nice. They've saved me a ton of money. I've gotten. Um, also, I, shout out to my buddy Keith. He uh, fixed my brakes this weekend. Um, 
I got a quote for a lot of money. My yeah. buddy Keith did it for a whole lot less. And he's like he's like one of those like square guys that does shit like nice. I got I maybe so shout out Keith. Maybe someday. I don't know. I was thinking I I've, I've always wanted to go I've uh because I'm a big fan of thrift shopping. There's yeah. a couple new thrift shops I haven't really been to, but like, I've been to uh, Bishop's Attic, which is incredible. Because yeah. plus the money you spend there goes to like different charities. Um, same with like Salvation. Well, Salvation Army, I think the money you spend there goes to their own sort of charity. But uh, but they do several different things. But um, uh, I've always wanted to do a thrift store review show. Like just items you found in the thrift store. Like I remember one time there was there was a, a device that I found that you could put on your TV. It was still in the box. It was from like 1970. That um, uh, so it would be for like a, you know the old coaxial big tubes. But it was it was to block certain channels. It was like a parent guard for you know so your kids don't see any any of that sexy stuff they play at like 7 p.m. Any of their boobies. Yeah, any side I don't boob. want them seeing any clavage. <laughs> yeah. Clavage. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, just, but I just thought it would, that was something, that was an idea I've always kicked around in my head is like, you know, or like, go like thrift store camping gear and then go, go find a sassy. <laughs> and, so I, and met a, I met a dude I did jujitsu with. Yeah. And we were talk, talking about self-censorship, right? This dude... We had a we were having a conversation and he had an app on his on his Blu-ray player that took out like all of the objectionable content for movies so you could watch it with your kids. I don't know how this technology worked. Sixteen minute movies was but, great. Yeah, yeah. But he was sitting down with his kids to watch Lone Survivor. I was like, that movie's gonna be three minutes long. <laughs> like, why it's gonna be it's gonna be the opening scene, it might be a flag for a couple yeah. of seconds, and then it's gonna be the credits. And then it then you'll see, and it's straight to the crime, straight to the waterworks, <laughs> right? Because I don't know if you, have you seen Lone Survivor? I, you know, I, I feel like I have. Okay, but in in the mili- like in the military community at the time, that was one of those films that like you had to go see because everybody read the book, and yeah. it was a book that affected you. Like it's very very a good book, and I recommend it to everybody. But when the movie came out, you had to go see it because it was it was a movie or it was a book that impacted you. And I went with uh, a buddy of mine. Who had also read the book, and so there were things in that film that they that didn't they didn't show that were in the book. Like there was a whole subplot in the book about a Pepsi bottle. It's funny as fuck. It's really funny. It's it's very very funny. It's a, this bottle. I'm gonna ruin it for you because you know like you yeah, have to read this book, part yeah. of it. <laughs> he got like a ex, almost an extreme case of like dysentery that only until recently was still bothering him because this this Pepsi bottle had been floating around. Who knows how long in this little um, Afghani village, and they kept filling. He kept trying to throw it away, and it would just keep coming <laughs> back to him. And that was like, if anything, like that was, it was the sequel. That would, <laughs> it would have like, it would have been a. It's a moment of humanity, right? Yeah. So like this fucking bottle. There's this fucking this this fucking bottle. After all of this, this fucking bottle, the dysentery bottle. Um, but you've also got a guy like Marky Wahlberg. Uh, playing a guy who's my understanding is he's not a tall guy like he's like five eight, okay. um, and the character he plays Marcus Luttrell is a very large Texan, um, so you've got old Marky Wahlberg with his Boston accent playing a guy with a big Texas patch on, um, 
while he's still a short dude playing a giant guy. It was awkward as fuck. It was like how he ruined... Um, have you seen Max Payne? Oh, I have seen Max Payne. Would have been a great film if it was a silent movie. <laughs> it was a good game. It was a great game. Oh my gosh. Going full circle back to noir, the darkness. Yeah. Um, you know, like some the, the dark is a powerful tool, and it was a very powerful tool in that movie. Um, or in that book. But if you'd have made that film a silent movie, Mark Wahlberg would have been de- would have be a decent actor if he only made silent movies. Wish he would have stuck with music. True story. Yeah. Like he's Can we get the funky bunch back together? What are the rest of the funky bunch doing? I think folks living off resentment. <laughs> Directing. I'm like, here, Mark. <laughs> oh, yeah. It turns out that the, the Funky Bunch wrote the script for, uh, uh, for, um, Boogie Nights. There's a, a contract he wrote where he get, they get 90% of all of his future earnings. Probably. <laughs> They're just keeping him working. Yeah. Like, don't, don't get your foot off the pedal, Marky Bitch. <laughs> Marky Bitch. What's up, Wall Beach? <laughs> man, he's a another one of those dudes, man. Before we get out of here, um, I really just want to I just want to shit on <laughs> completely. Um, <coughs> I just like he's one of those people you just want to believe the absolute worst about, even if it's all in your head. There's a, in, uh, yeah, I don't know how we got to the point to where it's like, you know, I prefer Donnie. Like, yeah. like, like, like yeah. he become like the one that's like, you know what, you. You don't affect my life in any kind of. Did you see Donnie in the Sixth Sense? No. Of course not, because he was that damn good. Christ. Donnie was in the Sixth Sense, and you wouldn't know it was him. You want to know who Donnie was? Who was Donnie? Donnie was the guy in the beginning that shot Bruce Willis. Ah. That the 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 tweaking skinny crackheady guy. Yeah. See. That was Mark. That was Mark's better acting brother. New kids on the block. I mean, dude. Hanging tough. I mean, I'm sh- I know he did that one fucking TV show where he played a cop for like five years, but <laughs> why is why is Marky the famous one? Hmm. I don't know. Dude was in a group with Jordan and Danny Knight. <laughs> and uh, weird uh, MTV Cribs trivia, and then I'll let you go. Joey McIntyre lives in a house that was used in uh, part of the Underground Railroad. That's cool. Yeah, apparently bought it when he was like 16. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, you know, that's a good time to get into home ownership. That's, that's that new kids on the block money for you. <laughs> like, uh, all right, man. Thank you so much for your time. All right. Cool.